0: Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your love and mercy and grace. Give us ears to hear. Give us a mouth to speak, Lord, only what you want said. And to you be all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. There's a world of difference between... Christ has done for us and us working out experientially what he has done for us. Sometimes it's so easy to get the both mixed up. In theology it's called the aortis, the aortis principle of paramount importance. The aortis principle. That's what Christ has done for us. will never be repeated again. So one-off; it doesn't need to be repeated again. It's a one-off act, showing His grace and the love of God, the Father, and His obedience through coming to this scene of time, living as we in this world that we're in, and dying for us on the cross. He doesn't have to die again. He doesn't have to die once and for all case closed. That's it. He orders principle. He has done it. We could all go home right now, couldn't we? It's all in the cross. It's all in his grace and love and his mercy. The present principle is the outworking of what he has done. That's the outworking of it. Um, It takes a bit of time and I tell you this, we'll be doing that the rest of our lives. Whenever we see him, we're going to be still continuing up in heaven to fully understand, even though we may have a glorified, resurrected body and so forth, but we'll still be, find it difficult to understand the fathom of the depth of the love of God. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Wow! Wow! warts and all, God's unconditional love. It's wonderful. There's our standing in Christ because of what he has done for us. Our standing in Christ cannot be altered because we're in him and he's in us. Then there's our state. Our state is a bit different. Our state is the outworking of Standing. Their state one day is up and the next day is down. Oh, the grand old Duke of York, you remember? One day we're in faith and the next day we're in fear. One day we could take on the world, the next day the world is on top of us. Amen? But it's the outworking of what has been given to us. But He didn't leave us alone to do it in our own measure and our own ability. He says, I go away but I'll send you back a helper, my other self, and he will be with you forever. Not diminishing in any way. He will be in you. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us working through our humanity. Somebody's loud and somebody's quiet, somebody's excitable, and somebody's not. It makes no difference. It's God who's given you the deposit of His love and mercy and grace. He has given you the ability to live this Christian life down here. Isn't that marvelous? We're not on our own. We're not bought on our own. We're not we're bought with a price, His precious blood. And He indwells us. The Zoe, the life of God, indwells us right this second. We've got a deposit of the life of Almighty God. Wow, isn't that something? I remember one time we went to America and uh, will Pastor David be saying this? Anyway, I'll I'll continue. We had a Mercedes. It was an old Mercedes, by the way. And uh, we left it with David and Sally and they could use it. But David put diesel in a petrol car and just went down the road a few hundred yards and stopped. And I believe the, 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 the full story is Sally had to get the mini and tow the big ugly diesel home, which was petrol and so forth. What happened there has been a wonderful illustration I've used, but I've never said who did it. But you all know, I'm in trouble already. <laughs> But it's an illustration of putting the wrong ingredients in. Amen? And if, if we ever neglect to fully understand that we have got a deposit of Almighty God inside of us, that He has promised never to leave us nor forsake us, that He will be with us for always, for all time, forever. And if we allow fear and unbelief and the trials of this life, the present part, imperative, the working out of the state, if we allow that to be our guiding light in life, we're going to be up and down and in and out and up and down and in and out. So I want to encourage you tonight, no matter where you find yourself, I've got a list here I'm going to read out. No matter where you find yourself, God is no respecter of persons. He's no respecter of places. He's no respecter of times. He's no respecter of our experiences or anything to do with that. That has absolutely, doesn't come into the equation as far as his grace and his mercy and his ability to help us is concerned. Isn't that wonderful? We have to be perfect in our own minds, you know, before God gets involved. No, no. No, no. We don't have to be perfect. Now, you never saw me wearing glasses before. So I'm going to read this out for you. The next time you feel like God doesn't care about you and he's forgotten about you, remember this. Noah was a drunk. Abraham was too old. I can say old. Okay, folks, Abraham was too old. <laughs> Isaac was a daydreamer. Okay, Isaac was a daydreamer. Jacob, <laughs> Jacob was a liar. Leah was ugly. Joseph was abused. He was in a pit, in a prison. He was betrayed by his brothers and so forth. But he did end up in the palace. Moses had a stuttering problem. Gideon was afraid. Samson had long hair and was a womanizer. You know, what this kills religion dead. This absolutely destroys religion. I hate religion. Rahab was a prostitute. Jeremiah and Timothy were too young. David had an affair and was a murderer. Elijah was suicidal. Isaiah preached naked. Jonah ran from God. Naomi was a widow. She lost her husband and her two sons. Job went bankrupt, lost everything, his family and everything. But God gave him everything back, twice as much. John the Baptist ate bugs in the church in the wilderness. Peter denied Christ. He actually cursed. The disciples fell asleep while praying. Martha worried about everything. Mary Magdalene was demon-possessed. The Samaritan woman was divorced more than once, disillusioned with men. Zacchaeus was too small. Paul was too religious. And Timothy had an ulcer. And Lazarus was dead. I wish I could sing. Don't try to tell me that God is dead. He woke me up this morning. Hallelujah. Don't try to tell me that God is dead. He lives within my heart. He opened up my blinded eyes and set me on the way. Don't try to tell me that God is dead. He talked with me today. Be encouraged, saint of God, child of God, no matter where you find yourself today, be encouraged. He hasn't forgotten about you. You're not a back number. He hasn't gone AWOL, absent without official leave. He hasn't done that. If we turn over to Acts of the Apostles, there's two ways I can do this now. Turn over to Acts chapter 12. There's two ways I can do this. I can do this sort of over the... the story, glean something from every word of God is profitable profitable for doctrine, reproof, rebuke, and the man and woman of God may be true, and so forth. So that God has something to say through this portion of Scripture. I've wanted to get away from it all week, but I seem to be coming back to this over and over. We can do it overview of the whole thing, or we can really be like the, was it the 18th 49ers, whenever they went across from, to the gold rush in America, they went across the desert and across the badlands, and some of them went round by ship, because they heard that there was gold in them, Thar hills. And the first ones who arrived found the gold, it was in the rivers and so forth, it was there, it was easy, got at. But the ones who came later, they had to dig for it. Do you, i want to ask you a question. Do you want me to get the bits that's on the top or do you want us to dig for it? Do you remember whenever you got saved, you just got saved, the gold was on the top. Every time you read this book, something leapt out of it. A promise came alive. Do, do, you, have, do you remember that? You couldn't help but, no matter where you read in this wonderful book, you couldn't help but see a wonderful promise to you. I will never leave you nor forsake you, you know. Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldst believe, thou wouldst see the glory of God. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Those promises were there, but now they're still there, but they're not there. You have to dig for them. You have to dig into God's word. Shall we do this? Shall we read it through, make a few comments, and if there's time, dig into some of it a bit deeper? Is that all right? Yes or no? Is that okay? Amen. I want to say this. The most important, most important person in your life, whether you fully realize it or I fully realize it or not, it's still the truth. It's not your partner, your wife or husband, It's not your job, your career. As far as God is concerned, the most important person in your life, apart from himself, of course, that stands without debate, is the domatol, the pastor, the teacher that God has put over you. He is more important than any other thing in this life that you have got, for he's God's instrument to bring God's word to feed your soul. He is the person that God has chosen to feed your soul. And I thank God as my honor and privilege, I've known David Gowdy for 41 years. And he's a man of integrity. He's a man that seeks God. He's a man who knows God. He's a man who I love and respect. And I think it would be quite all right and in keeping, because I've got the mic and Martin's not gonna turn me off. Then you know what we do? Just for a few seconds. Is that all right? Let's all stand. Let's all stand. And in his absence, him and Sally, let us show our appreciation for the servant of God who God has put over this group of people. Let's do it now. Let's do it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, hallelujah, come on, say it, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. We appreciate you for your servant, hallelujah. We appreciate you, Lord, hallelujah, but thank you, Lord, amen, praise God. Acts chapter 12. About that time, heard the king stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church. We're just going to glean some truths from this, and I trust that you'll be able to grasp something. First, this says to me, this is um, James and John were brothers. James is the first martyr here, and John is the last man, last of the whole, all the, the uh, disciples and so forth. He was the last one. John was in the Isle of Patmos. But here we see right away in verse 1 of this chapter The Herod stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. We are not, this Christian life is not a cruise liner. This is not a cruise liner. If we want something that's entertaining, something that's light, something that we can enjoy, though there is enjoyment in in Christian life, but that's solely what we want. We're with the wrong group. We're not, we shouldn't be in this. This Christian life is not a cruise liner, it's a battleship. And we're in a war. We're in a war. A honeymoon lasts for a few days, whenever you get saved, it's wonderful. But then you come home and you make the reality of living. This here, whenever we accepted the Lord, it's wonderful, it's fantastic, it's fantastic when he comes inside of our lives and our lives are trained, changed. The old things we used to do, we don't do them no more. We want to go to church and so forth. That is wonderful, but this Christian life is at war. We are at war as never before, Don't get me, I'm not being negative when I say that. You who are older in the faith, you have gone through some battles. I I like young people, you know, they're enthusiastic and all that, and it's spontaneous and it's great, I enjoy it. But really and honestly and truthfully, you want to see a man, you want to see one, a person who has got a few scars on their back, who has gone through, using the term may offend some, but I'm going to use it anyway, hell and high water come through battles, come through times and seasons when you thought all hope was gone, that you'd made the wrong decision, you were on the wrong road, you'd gone so far down it, there's no way back. And the good days were of yesterday. And you look at your day today and you say, this cannot be Christianity. This cannot be after all. Look at all these people, they're enjoying it and I'm enduring it. Look, they're all getting blessed. And I am in reversal. Everything's going wrong in my life. We're in a war. That's all it is. That's all it is. And the good news is we've got somebody in the war with us. We're not on our own. Hallelujah. We're not left to our own devices. Isn't that wonderful? We're not even left to the fact that we know what to do. Because frankly, there's times we don't know what to do. Maybe you do. But there's times... And I find the Lord does not He reserves the right to tell me nothing. Tell me nothing. Heavens like brass. But the good thing is, there's a purpose for it. Do you remember our friend Moses and I'm not distracting Evelyn told me to only have one message. Do you remember Moses, our friend Moses? He was in the backside of the desert for 40 years. He was, he was an outcast, never heard a thing from God for 40 years, looking after sheep the backside of a desert. But then God's timing arrived in his life, unrehearsed, unannounced. It was a total surprise. Just put a wee pop-up window came up there. I wonder what surprises God's got in store for you. Anyway, there was a bush, and it was burning a lot of bushes burned. That one never burned out. And he turned aside to see why it didn't burn out. And when he did, God spoke to him. When he turned aside to see, God spoke to him. You know, the way God had treated that bush to contain fire Moses, you have been in the backside of the desert for 40 years without hearing anything, without seeing anything. And look I'm sure every day he was hounded by the thought of why did I kill that Egyptian? My call is gone. I was called to deliver the nation of Israel. God told me that. My mother told me that. My parents told me that. I was a young child from that time I was in the bulrushes. You remember that? And all, it's gone. It's over for 40 years. But God said, the way that bush was treated to contain fire, Moses, I've been treating you in the backside of the desert. So if you hear nothing, folks, and if you're in the backside of a desert, start jumping up and down. Start getting excited. Hallelujah. God's time is wonderful, isn't it? God's timings are, are wonderful. And because he saw it, please... The Jews, he proceeded farther to take Peter also. This, the, um, then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quadrants of soldiers, 16 soldiers to keep him intending after Easter. People who are fatig about the King James being no mistakes. Now there's a great mistake there. Easter, Easter should not be there. Anyway, to bring him forth to the people. That was just by the way. See that? Peter therefore was kept in prison but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him and when Herod would have brought him forth the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and the keepers before the door kept the prison. This is sometimes God's way of deliverance. He waits to the 11th hour. He late, he actually waits sometimes to five to twelve, the very last. To, you know why? So there's no other way and no other person and no other scheme and no other platform and no other thing that can deliver that person, only him. In the old Ten Commandments, there's one that's such a wonderful one. The Lord thy God is a jealous God. He is jealous for his people. He is jealous for over your life. He doesn't want you or me to look to anybody else or anything else to be our provider, our lover, the person who guides our life, the person who looks after us, only him. Hey, that's all right. He's a jealous God. That means he's going to look after his investment. Somebody bought this piano, whatever it is here, Somebody who ever bought it is going to look after it. Well, God paid a price for us, folks. This is gleanings from these scriptures, okay? He paid a price for it, for us, his precious blood, so he's going to look after his investment. (laughs) Isn't that good news? He's going to look after his investment. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison. Prayer was made for the church Onto him, unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. If you and I had been Peter, what would we have done? Bearing in mind that James was hit, beheaded a few days before, and he's in prison, and his outlook is future is going to be the same. But he was sleeping. Uh, it's, it's either he didn't care because if it was, he was going to die. He, Paul talked about, if I live, I live for Christ. If I die, I go to him, be with him. It doesn't make any difference. I have an eternal perspective. I'm not living for time alone. I'm living for eternity. Yeah. Makes no difference. People who get upset about little things really are very shallow. Aren't they? Little things if you want to live for eternity, it'll cope with the little things, folks. It'll cope with the little disappointments and the little, uh, you know, things that just doesn't work out the way that you want them to work out. And they won't. They won't. They won't always. God reserves the right to change your plans. In fact, he reserves the right to destroy our plans. Totally and completely. Destroy them. Start all over. Remember Jeremiah... Go down to the potter's house and I show you how I deal with my people. See the lump of clay spinning around there? The old potter's working on it, and the thumbs are going in, thumping it, banging it, bang. Everything was going on. Then some character threw water over it. If you ask that little lump of clay, well, how do you feel? Oh, I feel great. I feel fantastic. I've got the victory. Everything's wonderful. Don't lie. Tell the truth. I feel like everything's gone wrong. I'm being punched. I'm being broken. I'm being through. Water's thrown over me. I've lost all hope. I've lost all reason. I'm nothing like my former ship or self. What's going on? God's just preparing you. God's got a great plan, a master plan. And he's preparing you. He's working on you. You know what I say? It may be painful to say it, but the truth is good. Keep on working, Lord. Keep on working. I'd rather have him digging the fingers in. I'd rather have him throwing water over us. I'd rather have him going through that whole operation with us than us to be left alone. Left to our own devices. Oh, down here. Down here is merely a preparation for up there. Everything we go through down here is a preparation for up there. Anyway, back to... Acts chapter 12. And the angel of the Lord came upon him, and the light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Rise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. Can you see this? He's lying there, he's got chains, and suddenly, without any warning, with You know, in the Song of Solomon, chapter 2, it says, Stay me with flagons and comfort me with apples. You remember the black dog and the white dog? Well, this is another one. I hope it sticks in your mind. Stay me with flagons. Keep on supplying the day to day, ordinary, everyday things, just every day. And occasionally, surprise me with an apple. Have you ever been surprised? Have you ever been surprised with one of God's apples? When suddenly, out of the blue, I don't mean a literal apple, big red apple, but what it represents, it represents the blessing of God. Suddenly, you can't understand it, you can't explain it, but just suddenly something happens. And the burden's gone, you didn't even know you were under a burden. Suddenly you feel joy in your soul. Suddenly you feel like your whole life is hope again and suddenly doors start opening for you at least in your spirit things are different did God ever give you an apple when you least expect it isn't it wonderful could I see the hands of anybody that's ever had an apple you, you, you maybe the rest should go down to our mass. but anyway God's apples I was driving into uh, into TK Max with Evelyn of course I'm telling you, we just parked the car and suddenly God filled it. Suddenly the presence of God came upon us. It was wonderful. Suddenly everything changed. Oh, I didn't see any outside changed, but the greatest change of all took place and it's always God's way. God will never change your circumstances. Get this written down until he changes something inside of us. He changes us in here. There's a in our spirit, man, there's a change. Glory be to God. You couldn't doubt God if you tried. You know that sort of a situation? You know, you know that you know that you know. Suddenly, here, the light came upon him. The, the angel came in the prison. And he, and he, he said to Peter, Rise up. And he's saying, Rise up quickly. And his f- chains fell off from his hands. Hallelujah his chains that had kept him bound in this prison suddenly fell off. Can I say something? There's maybe millions, thousands of God's people who are rejoicing today because the chains have fallen off. Hallelujah. They are free. Isn't that wonderful? And uh, hear people misquoting the verse: "He who the sun sets free is free indeed." It doesn't say that. He says, "He who the sun makes free is free indeed." But anyway, we're free. We're in prison. Oh, it's wonderful! I'm free. Glory be to God. This is fantastic. I'm free. I'm a new person. Glory be to God. I want to go on to the next level, where sometimes. Things change for the better. Remember Joseph again? It says about Joseph, whenever he went into, pit and into the pit and prison and so forth, and it was all those 20 odd years, he, 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 the promise was not fulfilled. Everything went wrong with him. In the book of Proverbs, uh, Psalms, it says he was tested by God until iron went into his soul. Iron Goes into his into our souls when there's things like this, and the angel said to him, "Gird thyself, bind on thy sandals," and so he did. And he said unto him, "Cast thy garment about thee, and follow me." Hallelujah. That was a literal commandment there, but we spiritualize it this tonight. We spiritualize it because all the, the Holy Spirit put these words in here for a purpose. And if we go down and read them, we'll find out a bigger picture than just girding yourself, binding on your sandals, you know, what else? What was the other one, cast thy garment about you, grab that coat and put it over your shoulders and let's go. That's that level. But if you want to get out of prison, even though you're free in the prison, if you want to get out of prison and into the full purposes of God for your life, hallelujah, and wherever you, you understand and you're led into a different dimension, a different level. We'll look at this for a few seconds. He said, gird thyself, gird thyself. In First Peter, uh, where's that now? First 1 Peter 1.13, gird up the loins of your mind. Bring every thought, Corinthians, bring every thought into, you're coming out of prison and into the purposes of God for your life. This could have been the end of him, but he, he, his, his chains fell off. Now the angel said, the instruction is, gird thyself. In olden times, the Jews had long robes, and to run or to fight, they would get the robes and put them into a belt around their, wa- their waist so that their legs would be free to either fight or to run. And that was talking about girding up, your physical body and and with the, the robes made into a belt. Well I looked at first Peter and it talks about girding up the loins of your mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We we hear this what it says. Keep make sure you keep your facilities fully operational. Your mind. Your mind. You know, honestly we in Pentecost are inclined to sometimes say it's spirit, 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 and it is all that. It's wonderful. And we neglect our minds. The love the, you remember Jesus said, Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy body, with all thy strength, and with all your mind. We have the mind of Christ. Be not conformed to this word, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Our mind has an important role to play in not only in the world, but in our in our spiritual life. The mind has not to be neglected. The mind has to be, and it is a great controlling instrument. It's the only one we've got, really. It's the one that makes, uh, someone once said they need the checkup from the neck up. <laughs> it's this mind that causes us the most problems. No longer be subject to your past. No longer be subject to your failings. No longer be influenced to keep you back from coming out of the prison where you find yourself into the purposes for which you were born. Oh, I tried that and it didn't work. I, 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 you know, I'm not going to do it once bit and twice shy. We make up our minds. No, no. We you know what we say to our minds shut up and come over here and sit down. I'm a child of God. Hallelujah. I'm washed in the blood. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, God's son cleanses me from all sin. Now wait for it. Past, present and future sin is taken care of by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And I'm free. We girl was standing outside the jail and this man was let out, prisoner was let out. His time had come, you know, he got out and he started to shout, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. And she says, I'm four, I'm four, I'm four. We're free. You're a new creature. You're not your old person patched up. You're not the old wineskins patched up. You're a brand new person. And every day is the first day of the rest of your life. Hallelujah. And the past is past, and the future is in the future. Let us live in the present with an understanding. If God be for us, who can be against us? And no ghost of fear or failure in the past is going to hinder our future. That's where the battle is, folks. That's where the battle is. Bringing every thought into the east. Come on. Come here. Sit down. Shut up. We've got to get violent. The Bible says the violent take it by force. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it before. If it didn't work before, try it again. If it doesn't work then, try it again. If it doesn't work then, try it again. Keep on doing it. Winners never quit and quitters never win. Remember the old statement years ago, I got grit, I won't quit. I tried that and it doesn't work. Lord, a pastor told me that one time. He, a pastor from a country somewhere. says, I tried praying and it doesn't work. Pastoring people. No, 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 no. This is this, is this mind. Uh, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on your own understanding. Try, stop trying to work it out based on your experiences or my experience or failure or otherwise in the past. This is a new day. Hallelujah. And if God be for us, I've said it again, this is... A new day. Gird up the loins of your mind. What's the next one? Put on thy sandals. I've already sort of referred to this. Bind on thy sandals. Bind on. Don't bind on somebody else's sandals. Don't fit. Remember the promises that he gave you? I've already alluded to this. In the past, that was the Spirit of God giving you a promise because at that time you needed that particular promise. Remember, Isaac went back and he dug out the wells again that Abraham had dug out. They were filled in by the Philistines. You remember that? And he went and he dug them out. I'm going to give you another spade to go back and try digging out the wells again. Dig them out. Get the Word of God, those promises, and take them afresh. Said I not unto thee, I'm, I'm challenging myself because this is a promise the Lord give me. Wait, in 1941, Evelyn. We're talking there back a second ago. 1941. And I, I was commenting that she hasn't changed. She's still as pretty as she did in 1941. 1941, God gave me this promise. Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldst believe, you would see the glory of God. You know what we want to do? We want to see it before we believe it. God says, not going to operate that way. It's never going to operate that way. Remember the ten lepers? They came to our Lord, and our Lord told them what to do. He said, go and show yourself to the priest. And as they, listen to me, as they went, they were healed. As they went, as you get up and start out, hallelujah, the stones may be fired at you because they had to slay them. They had three stones at them. But some point along the road, they put their foot down, and that withered foot was totally healed. Hallelujah. Just start starting is half done." Why am I shouting? Because I feel this, folks. I feel this way down deep. Said I not under the death you would believe. But, 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 but nothing. But it didn't work. Shut up. Don't be a quitter. I tried it. Do it again. It didn't work. Do it again. If you don't remember anything, I hope you have a, you, you can't sleep the night because you hear my voice saying, do it again and do it again and do it again and keep on doing it until it's done. Until it's done. We're in a war. Remember I said at the very beginning, there's somebody resisting us. There's somebody trying to hinder us. There's somebody trying to stop us, stop them at all costs, believing that Jesus is alive and he can give them another chance. God can not only give you another chance, God can give you as many chances as it takes. Hallelujah, glory. Don't try to tell me that God is dead. He woke me up this morning. Put on thy sandals. Those promises, exceeding great and precious promises that by these, Peter said, were made partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. Lusting after things. I'm not talking about sexual or something like that. I'm talking about lusting for things. And God says, don't worry about them seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and the things that you need will be given to you. You just start seeking God and his decayusony, his imputed imparted righteousness and your relationship with him and righteousness is a gift from God and you walk through this life as a child of God with God as your father. Hallelujah. I'm just thinking of the gentleman on the camera there. He's... he's Thy sandals, are, are, are you going to get them, friends? Honestly, are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? You know, somebody give me an old Bible today. We're down, Walker and Donna big in this morning on another subject. But this dear lady give us an old, one of these big old Bibles. You know, it's held together with salad tape Part of it, you know, and it's very gracious of her giving this to this big antique thing. You know but it's held together. It's cobwebs on. Hallelujah. But it doesn't matter about that. Are you going to get the Bible again? Are you going to sit down and just look at it and say, this is the word of a gentleman. This is the word of Almighty God. And he hasn't changed his opinion of me. And his word is alive. This old preacher, he couldn't get a crowd, so he threw the Bible down. He put a hat on it and he run around shouting, it's alive, it's alive, it's alive. And they all gathered a crowd and then he lifted the hat and started to preach. <laughs> you might want to try that, you who, are, who, who want to do open air work. <laughs> thy sandals, thy sandals. I had a pair of brown shoes and I put brown polish on them and I don't know why I'm telling you this, but this is actually what happened. And what happened, it was the wrong colour, brown polish, and it ruined my shoes. So Evelyn came home this morning and I said to her, Evelyn, I just got a new pair of shoes, look. I I got black polish and I painted them black. <laughs> <laughs> they're now black, but they're the same shoes. Can, can you grab it? Or is it just... Can you grab it? Grab it. Oh, I don't feel this and I don't wait. I didn't have this. no. was it F.B. Meyer says, is, what did he say? He says, fact, faith, feelings. In Pentecost, we've got feelings, faith and fact. Wrong way round, folks. It's got to be fact. Thank God you come here and you hear Pastor David preaching fact, truth. Hallelujah. Then faith in that truth will produce the feelings. It's fact. This is God's word. God's speaking to us through his word. Remember the first time I read, I just saved in a matter of days, and I read that Jesus said, I'm going before you, I'm going to lead you. I'm going to lead you out. Calling out! Can you remember? I'm going to look like a fool now, but I don't mind because I'm with good company. <laughs> I ran. I ran out of the house. I ran across the farmyard. I ran down a bank of, and then over a river, and ran up a hill. And there was a tree at the top of the hill. I climbed the tree, and I kept shouting, "He's leading me out! He's leading me out! He's leading me out! He's leading me out!" and he did. It wasn't that day, but over a process of time, he led me out. Do you ever get excited about the word of God? Have we lost our first love? out to see an age. That's the age we're in, folks. That's the, where we're with goods and have need of nothing, and know not we're poor and blind and naked, thy sandals i challenge you i challenge me to go back and read it again with the same venom and enthusiasm that i had in my former days he said look what jesus said no but what about this no 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 wait a minute look what jesus said but what we've got to go into here no i understand that but look what jesus said (laughs) But, but that's only for Sunday, for an hour on Sunday morning. And Well, he's too long. It'll be three hours the night. Remember old Alec? He started at 11. No, no, he started at 6 and ended at 11. He said he opened the gate and wandered about all over the field. You remember that? We're not going to be like that. But that's only for that period of time. That is not relevant to my school or to my job or to this condition I find myself in, this situation, I'm free. Thank God I'm free. I'm in the prison, but I'm free. No, no, that's not enough. He brings them out that he may bring them in. He wants to bring us out of the prison. Hallelujah. And this is how he does it, by girding up and bringing every thought into subjection, by us putting on our sandals, the word of God. We could give you so many scriptures for this, it's unreal, but we're not going to do it for sake of time. And bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he said unto him, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. Hallelujah. This cannot be uh, the garment of righteousness because that's his garment. This can be only one thing, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. What's he going to say now? Start praising God. Start praising God praising attitude will do two things it'll it'll upset the enemy and it'll bring bring God on the scene it's like you start praising God it's like a great big funnel up into heaven and you're going up where the praises is going to be magnify God now you can't magnify God you can't make God any bigger but you can magnify your understanding of him And if we could only see, and I'm telling to myself, if we can only see our circumstances through his eyes, we would be laughing. We would be praising God. We would be dancing. What are you worried about? Why are we concerned? All we have to do is start praising God, but I want to have all the ducks in a row. (laughs) I have to have all the things worked out, every detail before I start to do all that. No, no. Just start where you are with what you've got. What have we got? We can all breathe, can't we? We've all got a tongue, can't we? And we've got we've all got a a living savior on the inside of us. I'm gonna start praising God like I've got the thing that I need before I've got the thing that I need. Hallelujah. If I need healing, I'm gonna start to praise God. I'm gonna start to praise God. I'm gonna start to praise I'm gonna start to praise God. Praise God, praise God. It doesn't work, praise God. Shut up, devil. I tried it before. Shut up, devil. I'm gonna keep praising God. I'm gonna make myself look like another fur. Can I come down here? Do you remember? Da 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 da. What was that? <laughs> what, was, what was the name of that? The Blue Danube. Do you remember that? Do you remember the Blue Danube? Da 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 da. Here's a wee secret when dealing with the enemy and it comes against us. Start dancing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I used to dance. To- See if you lift your eyes from dancing with the Savior. It's it's an illustration. You know what's going to happen? You're going to look down to deal with the devil. Don't give him the time of day, folks. Should he appear, don't stop dancing with the Lord. It's an illustration. I have to keep saying that. And deal with the devil. What we do is we start praising God like we never did before. We start reading the word like we never did before. You want to get out of prison? You want to enjoy abundant life that he's died to provide for us? Start praising God. And when the enemy turns up, it's okay, Clifford. <laughs> everything years ago, now listen, everything years ago, abound you, devil, bind you, devil, I bind, you devil I bind you, devil. You remember that? Maybe you didn't have worn through that, but I have had that experience. I remember one time I was rebuking the devil and binding the devil. Just like that, the Lord stopped that nonsense. Oh, oh, by the way, he takes his own to the shed, and he beats you up. He's got ways. He took me to the shed that day, and he said, "This. I would appreciate it if you wouldn't use the enemy's name in our conversation." <laughs> shulamite coming up out of that place where she was solomon's court leaning on the arm of her beloved she starts to tell solomon all or sorry her shepherd her beloved her shepherd all how solomon got his money he had land and he gardens and vineyards and he rented them out and that's how he got his money and 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 the, the shepherd very kindly says all your companions hear your voice cause me to hear it, cause me to hear it if we recognize that he's listening, that he wants to hear us. Oh, here's Willie coming again. Anybody called Minnie in here? Is there anybody called Minnie in here? Nobody? Oh, I don't want to offend. Here comes Willie again, moaning Minnie. Only time he turns up it's when he's complaining. He doesn't want that, folks. You know what he wants? Come, I don't understand this, Lord. I'm free, I'm in the prison, but I'm bound with this, whatever. But if I start to praise you, you mean to say that's going to change? Oh, it is. It is. May that change it that week, or that six months, but there'll come a time. Twenty years later, he, uh, he came out of the prison, Joseph. And that night he spent in the prison. The next morning he rose in the palace. Do right. you remember the, the, the aide who the king le- leaned on, the king of Samaria, and it was nothing, only it's pretty crude, droppings of birds, and they had eaten donkey's heads, and they were, they were eating their own children. There was no food or nothing in the city of Samaria. There was absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing. Starvation. The prophet of God said within 24 hours, everything's going to change. The aid that the king was leaning on, depending on, (laughs) sarcastically said, if God was to open windows in heaven, might such a thing be? And the prophet says, it's going to happen, but you won't see it. You'll not partake of it and we never did the next day you know what he used four leprous men they start walking they just start walking Wasn't no hope they reason it out they were thinking if we stay here we're going to die if we go into the enemy's camp we're going to die anyway so just let's get up and get going <laughs> just, I'm, I'm, I'm imploring you just get up and get going just to start, and as they started, got at one of these microphones down at, at their feet. Hallelujah. Something. Watch. does this not work? It's illustration. Thank you. Illustration. You can't hear my feet, can you? Now I stick this down here. God had a microphone, and the enemy didn't know what was happening. they all fled, and they killed each other, and they entered in. And that prophecy that was given by the prophet was fulfilled inside 24 hours. God can come on the scene. And then he said, cast your garment about me. Isaiah 61 and those different other ones. Then he says, follow me, follow me, follow me. We have a deposit of God's Zoe, life inside of us will help us in this journey of life. And Jesus said to his disciples, he said to them, follow me and I will make you. Obey God. Just obedience is better than sacrifice. Just obey God. Yes, God. Uh, I'm just too much here. You fight the best, the most effective, when you learn to rest the most. When you learn to rest in what's been accomplished at Calvary. When we learn to rest in Christ's completed work, we rest in him. I, I have to just stop at this almost. This is it. Let me say this just in closing. They went out. The angel departed. After they went past the first and second ward and the iron gate, you're going to have temporary, impossible situations but it opened of its own accord, that gate did. The angel departed. Peter came to himself. He says, now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent this angel and has delivered me out of the hand of Herod from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where they were gathered together praying. It was easier to get out of jail than it was to get into the prayer meeting. Peter had to start, <laughs> stop and start knocking he started knocking to get in, and then he continued going the next couple of verses he continued knocking, and then whenever they saw him, they didn 't believe it was him they thought he was dead, and this was his angel they couldn 't believe that their prayers were answered. I honestly believe if you start doing this, thank you, <laughs> thank you Lord, 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 thank you Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Would be amazed. I mean, this is a whole lot of other stuff there. I'm going to, I'm going to do that. That's how I not only get out of how the the angel loosed him in the prison, but how he got him out of the prison by. G- g- gird up the loins of your mind by getting on the, the word of God again. Put on the sandals again by casting the garment about you. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to find it difficult because I've been used complaining, but I'm going to start praising God as never before. I'm going to say, Thank you, Lord. I'm not going to insult you and say that you, well, your provision isn't adequate. I'm going to fully realize God's able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all we ask or even think. And God is still a big God. And he knows the end from the beginning. And he is living inside of us. He was with the Old Testament saints around him, underneath them, and so forth, in front of them. But you know where he is? Because of the deposit of Zoe holy life of God inside of us. He's living inside of us. And how you get them operational, you start thanking them. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, dear God, for your grace and your love and your unmerited favor towards me. Thank you, Lord, that you're with me. Thank you, Lord, that you're answering my prayers. Thank you, Lord, you're making a way where there is no way. Thank you, Lord, God, that you're opening doors. And this is a new day. Hallelujah. And I'm appreciating what you did for us. At Calvary 2,000 years ago. Hallelujah. Could we all stand just for a second? Hallelujah. What a mighty God. It's easy to preach in here. You know why? Because of the foundation of truth that's been laid over this last 30 or 40 years through David and Sally. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask Clifford Resist be all right, and I'm going to take this off in a second. I'm just going to ask you very simply, do you need prayer? I'll pray with you. And if you need prayer, I'll pray with you right now. Amen? Yeah. That's it. That's my appeal.